How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? You know, a good Sunday school lesson, good teaching, good singing. To me, it just don't get any better. But, Tony was in part of the message there, but uh, you know, sometimes it don't hurt to hear things twice. Sometimes you might miss a little bit the first time. But, hey, Brother Dean, can I testify for just a little bit? Been a while since I preached. And, but Brother Dean was singing that song. I want you to know, Brother Dean, when you got to that part, and it never hit me like it did sitting over here just now, but you got to that part where he said, I heard when he called out my name. I want somebody to know here this morning, if you're listening this morning, God's going to call out your name. Amen. 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 I feel good. I ain't felt this good for a long, long, as a matter of fact, for two years, I ain't felt this good. You notice I've got unharnessed. I went down to a smaller set, and now I'm down just to hit part-time. But I'm excited this morning. I'm excited that I'm in God's house this morning. I'm excited, John, that I'm able to get up this morning and do what God called me to do many years ago, and that's to share the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, with anybody that wants to hear and anybody wants to listen. I'm excited that I'm here to start out another new year just like I have been for 75 years, uh, and this is another new year to me this morning, and I'm telling you, you ought to be thankful this morning that you are here uh, this year, because you know there's a lot of them, and several in this church, uh, hey man, that was here last year, uh, but they're not here today. Some is past and gone on, and some has chosen to go down a different path, a different route. But I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be here this morning Amen. in the house of the Lord. Amen. And I'm glad to see the smiling faces this morning. Really, I wasn't expecting it to, because usually after a Christmas or a holiday, uh, it seems like people comes in and they just look like they're tired and wore out. Some maybe had too much eggnog. I don't know, but... <laughs> Anyhow, it's good to see you this morning. And I want you to know, if you're here for your first time, if you're here for the second, third time, if this morning's the first morning you've here, been here, I want you to know you're just as important to me as anybody else that's been coming here all their life. And you're just as important to God. We're here to try to help you this morning. That's what we do. And we will in any way that we can. You know, I very often hear people say, well, I think I'm a Christian. 
where I used to be, I reckon I still am. And as Tony wrote it out this boy, well, I go to church every Sunday. That is fine and good. But let me read you here before I get over into the message, if I get on over there. Lee has a hard time keeping up with me. I can give you scripture and then God wants to go a different way and I go. So, but, you know, there's one thing that we better be sure of. If we're not sure about anything else, we, ne- we better be sure that we know that we're ready to go to heaven. Because the Bible said, Jesus said, I'm coming in an hour that you think not. He said, so therefore you had better be ready. Now, if you don't know whether you're saved or not, and a lot of people seem to be in that category, they don't know. But if you don't know, chances are you're not saved. But just in case, this scripture came to me and it was nothing to do with the message this morning. But in Psalms, uh, not in Psalms, but in St. John chapter 5 in verse 39. Did I give that to you, Lee? St. John chapter 5 verse 39. Is it on the board? Okay, you can read it for yourself. But listen what it says. If you're not sure whether you're saved or not this morning, This is what Jesus said. This is written in red for the blood of Jesus. And Jesus said, search the scriptures. Now, I don't have my helper up here this morning. I don't know where they throwed it away. It may still be on the podium. But y'all know what my helper is, right? That's it, amen. So I don't want to have to take out time and try to find it to get a hey man. If you're listening and you say, well, what does hey man mean? It means simply, I agree. So you don't have to, if you agree with the scriptures and if you've got a Bible or it's on up here, and if you will agree, not with me, but with what the word of God says and with what I'm preaching this morning, we need to hear more than just a hey man every now and then. We need to wake up. Us preachers and tell you, we need to know whether you're agreeing uh, with what we're preaching or not. Amen? Amen? Now that's better right there. So he said, search the scriptures for in them. This is the scriptures. For in them ye think. You hear what he said? Now this is Jesus talking. He said, search the scriptures for in them you think, you think, you have eternal life. You must be a thinking right now. And they are they which testify of me. You've got to know what the scripture says before you know whether you're saved or not. And if you're not sure, just go on over to John 3.16 and say, uh, For God so loved the world, for God so loved me, uh, 
that he gave his only begotten son uh, that whosoever that means you, me, and the whole world uh, that whosoever believeth in me should not perish uh, but have everlasting life. Uh, Jesus said, God said I didn't send my son uh, into the world to condemn or judge you uh, but I sent my son to die for you uh, that through him you may have everlasting and eternal life. Amen. Didn't even go by either, so I've done messed Lee's plans up. <laughs> He's, give me the thumb, that's all right. But so you don't have to think. All you got to do is just pick up the Word of God and start reading the Scriptures, uh, and the Holy Spirit will tell you uh, what to do, amen, uh, and tell you how to be saved. Uh, and it won't only tell you how to be saved, Brother Johnny. Uh, it'll tell you how you can stay saved, amen, and be ready when the trumpet sounds or the death angel calls. Search the Scriptures. I have people that tell me, well, Brother Ralph, I, I don't read too good. Uh, uh, Brother Ralph, I, I don't read the Bible because I can't understand it. If you will read it and ask God to enlighten you on it, I'll guarantee you, He will, through the Holy Spirit, He will enlighten you on what you need to know. And the reason a lot of people, uh, I believe, don't search the scriptures is because they're too lazy to take time. Now the Bible said it's so simple that even a little child can understand it. If you read John 3.16, that explains everything really that you need to know in order to be saved and stay saved. Now we may catch back up with me, go with me over to, over to uh, Hebrews chapter 11, and you've heard this before, and I've preached it, I'm sure, before, and, and uh, taught it before, or whatever. Uh, but here Paul, as we assume Paul was the writer, he said, now faith, uh, now faith, listen to this, now faith is not might or maybe or anything like that. Faith, and you say, well, what in the world is faith? Well, if you listen, the Scripture's going to tell us. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Now, I have read this and looked at it, but I got more out of it the other day when I was sitting there, Brother Dean, looking at it and reading it. Now, faith is the substance. And I thought, now, what in the world is substance? It's something I know. But this something, <laughs> here it means, now, faith is the substance of the assurance. No doubt. Insurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is faith? Believing in something 
that you haven't really seen. You say, well, it's hard for me to believe in something I haven't never seen. If you search the scriptures, it won't be so hard on you. If you come to these Bible studies on Wednesday night, it won't be hard to figure it out. If you listen to the word of God, the teaching and the preachings on Sunday morning, Johnny, it won't be hard to figure out what faith is. It is the acceptance of the assurance of assurance of things hoped for. What do we hope for in this life? Paul said in Corinthians, I believe chapter 15, he said, if in this life only we had hope in Christ, uh, we would be people most miserable. Uh, But my hope uh, is, uh, my hope is in the Lord in this life, uh, but it's not just my hope in this life. Uh, my hope is eternal life uh, with Jesus Christ. Uh, and the only way that I'm going to get there is by my faith. Amen. Uh, by my salvation, by my believing in my heart uh, that Jesus Christ uh, died for me. Uh, I didn't see it. Notice what he said. Uh, it is a substance of things hoped for. Uh, the, the evidence of things uh, not seen. Uh, I have never seen God in my life, and neither of you. Uh, I've never seen Jesus Christ before uh, in my life, uh, but I have seen the evidence uh, of both of them. Amen. Uh, I have seen the evidence when I look at the scriptures uh, back over in Genesis. Uh, uh, there is evidence there, uh, and I can see the evidence that there is a God today uh, simply because uh, the Bible said that God uh, uh, spoke this world uh, into uh, the whole world we're living at today. Uh, he spoke this world in, uh, and he said, let there be light, and there was light. Uh, I believe that because the scripture tells me that, uh, and it's evidence that the word of God, Brother Billy, is true today. Uh, when God said it done this and it done that, uh, there's evidence out there everywhere today uh, that God done it and that there is a God. Uh, don't tell me uh, that there's not a God. Uh, Paul said, uh, all you got to do uh, is just walk out uh, and look around at the creation here uh, and just think what the scripture says uh, that God created it all. He he said I created the heaven uh, I created the earth. Uh, He said I created the animals Uh, he said I created human mankind. Uh, He said I have created everything Uh, he said and I've created everything and made everything for the good of man Uh, but he said people is tough uh, and invented evil ways out of what God uh, made for good they have invented evil ways uh, to make sin out of it. How many believe in a living God today? (laughs) He said, now faith is a certain thing hope for. I'm hung up on this leaf for a minute. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. Let that sink in a minute. Faith and hope. Sis, how did you come to know Jesus Christ? How did you come to know Him? By being saved. And how was you saved? By faith. By faith. The Bible says that we, God has given us all a measure of faith. 
I've heard people go and say, well, I ain't got no faith. Well, you need to look at the scripture because the Bible says God has given us all a little faith. Amen. The Bible said, matter of fact, said it doesn't matter if you've just got a little bit of faith. That little bit of faith, if you will take it and use it, will move mountains. Amen. And I'm not just talking about mountains like the Blue Hole Cliff down here, the Smoky Mountain. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, God can move them too. Uh, amen. Uh, but I'm talking about the mountains uh, that we have in our life. Amen. Uh, I'm talking about the walls uh, that we allow Satan uh, to build up in our lives. Uh, I'm talking about the walls uh, sometimes come, uh, a physical wall says uh, we have allowed uh, uh, Satan, amen, uh, to try to destroy what God has for us today. But thanks be unto God, I have seen it happen time and time and time again. I have had it to happen in my own life. I've had people to say, no, they'll never be in church. No, they'll never do this. No, you'll never see them darken the door of a church. They are just too evil. They don't believe in God. But I told a woman one time, I said, let me tell you something, woman. I said, you just believe. Because her husband had said no, he wasn't going to do something for me and my wife and his wife. And I told her, I said, you hold on. I said, I'm going to my prayer closet. And I said, I'm going to tell you something. I said before this afternoon comes to an end, I said, he's going to return, apologize to you, and tell you, yes, I will do this for you all. Guess what? I went in my prayer closet and I began to believe in faith and I began to pray for him. And that evening, his wife called me back and she said, Brother Ralph, she said he came back, apologized, and said, yes, he was ready to go. And not only that, she had said he'd never go to church, but I've seen him in church. I've seen him saved. And far as I know, he still is. I sure hope and pray that he is. Amen. Let me tell you something. God deserves a hand of praise for that church. Let's make it loud this morning. Amen. I'm talking about faith. The disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. And he did. We need our faith increased. Amen. How do we get our faith increased? In our hope, by searching the scriptures, by reading them, and believing them. If you want to go strong, you just read the word of God, do what the word of God tells you, follow the word of God, follow the Holy Spirit, and you will grow like you have never believed before. I come over here the other night, me and my wife and Tony come over to help us and set up communion here and close the doors back there. Sit out up here. And the devil told me there wouldn't be nobody show up. Bad night, you know, New Year's Eve night. People was going to be doing everything else except going to church. That wasn't the night they go to church. But some began to come in. And they'd come up here and we had the door shut back there. And when they'd come back out, <laughs> Brother Dean, I could see that they'd been in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Been in the presence. 
Sometimes we need to have that. Sometimes we need to spend some time in the presence of God. My wife spent a lot of time up here, and she's been a different woman. <laughs> I, she let me win an argument the other day. But Tony Rod, 99% of the time, I lose. But I'm talking about substance, about the assurance. I want something that is a, uh, will assure me that I am saved. Amen? I want something. I don't want to just think. I don't want to guess. I don't want somebody else to tell me that I'm saved. I want to know myself that I'm saved. A lot of people think they're saved just because somebody, Tony, said, well, I believe you're saved, and they told me their word, and they've never repented of their sins. Amen. I've seen people and know people that sat in church for years and years and years, uh, never had a testimony, never seen them pray a prayer, hear them pray a prayer, never seen them do anything, uh, and they had no evidence uh, that they would say, but just because mom and daddy went to church and just because the mom and daddy took them to church when they were young, and just because when they got grown, that's what they done on Sunday morning, uh, they come to church, uh, and that is good and fine and dandy, but let me tell you something, church, uh, just going to church won't get you to heaven. You must be born again. You say, what are you talking about born again? I've done born once. I can see you was born once. A, a physical birth, a flesh and blood. Uh, I can see that. But there's another birth that you've got to have uh, before you get to heaven. Amen. And Brother Ronnie's saying about it sometimes. Uh, we've got to have that spiritual birth. Uh, amen. You say, how do I get it? You get it right here is a good place. Believing that Jesus Christ died for your sin. People say, well, I believe that. Well, why ain't you saved? Well, I don't know. If you don't know, I can tell you. You need to be somewhere on your knees of prayer and asking God to forgive you of your sin. It's so easy to get saved. Amen? Listen to me. Somebody need to hear this. Since it's so easy to get saved that Rich people misses out on it. There is geniuses, so to speak, out there. Theologists out there. Don't really know how to get saved. They know everything else or think they know everything else, but they don't know how to get saved. They think they're smarter than God is. They think they don't need God. Those people out there think they don't need God. People out there say, well, God ain't never done nothing for me. Look at somebody and say, God's done everything for me. Look at somebody. Don't say God has never done nothing for you if you're here this morning or if you're listening on this Facebook. It won't hurt you to listen to this either. 
God, if you're alive and breathing, and you've got a roof over your head, clothes on your back, food on your table, let me tell you something. And if you're in hell, good health, or bad health anyway, but if you're living and breathing, God has done everything for you that he can do, amen, except save you. And the only reason he had to save you is because you wouldn't come and repent of your sin and accept him into your heart and life to be Jesus Christ, amen. Now, faith works two ways. You know, the Bible says there is a live faith and a dead faith. You say, well, what's the difference in them? Paul said, you show me your faith without works. Here we go, Tony, what you were talking about earlier. Show me your faith without works. And he said, I'll show you my faith with works. Faith. There's true faith is working faith. You can't just sit on a pew and say, well, I believe this and I believe that. You've got to put that working faith with it. You've got to get up and move with it. You've got to get up and do something to show that you've got working faith. Amen. Now I feel like right now I've got working faith. I'm working like a mule, brother. But what I'm preaching, I know what I'm preaching. I know what I'm saying. I know what faith is. I know what repentance is. I, I know who Jesus Christ is. I know who God is. I've never seen him, but I know it because of the evidence. And because there's been a thousand and thousand people that did see him and left it written in the book here. And so I know. And some people say, well, whoever heard of anybody dying and being rose from the dead? I'm going to tell you, I believe that Jesus died for our sins, amen. And I don't only believe he died for our sins, he died in our place. But let me tell you something, sis, he didn't only die in our place and he didn't even die for our sins altogether, but he arose that we may have life and have it, and he arose to prove all the gainsayers, all these people, all these doubters, he arose to prove them wrong, but not only that, he arose because he knew he had done been down the trail through life and flesh and blood, Tony, and he knew what we was going to go through. He had to come as human flesh and go through just like we did or he'd have never known what kind of temptation we was going to go through, but the Bible said he went through every temptation that you and I have ever been through and even all of them that we'll ever go through, but he said he'd done it without sin. Thank God for the scriptures this morning uh, that will encourage us uh, and give us more faith and more faith and more faith uh, because the scripture said in Corinthians said with every temptation, uh, every temptation that the devil uh, gives us, uh, the Bible says uh, he will help us escape it. Amen. Amen. Every temptation that we're tempted with. We're all tempted and tried. Amen. Now, when I was a sinner, the devil tempted me. He didn't have to do a hard job of tempting me. I just thought sitting back there the other night. I think it every year at New Year's Eve, huh? How many years of my life did I waste on New Year's night? Giving God praise that I made it through an old year 
and hoping to see the new year begin. Never thought of it, took it for granted. But the furthest thing was from my mind was coming over here, putting out communion in remembrance, and Jesus said, as often as you take this, you do it in remembrance of me. You ever think about that? But for years and years, it never crossed my mind. Only thing was on my mind years ago was where's going to be the parties at on New Year's Eve night. And I'd hit as many of them as I could. Get drunk as I could. Wake up New Year's Day. You know, I seen an old sign one day hanging. I think it was hanging in a bar. It said, the best cure for a hangover is to get drunk again. I believe that. But that is a lie of the devil. A lie of the devil. But I can assure you this much. <laughs> Does anybody know what I'm saying? How they used to celebrate New Year's Eve and it was not about Jesus Christ. But I can tell you one thing. When I came by faith because I believed that Jesus died for my sin. I'd heard it preach for years and years. I just hadn't believed it. Well, really, I believed it. I just didn't want to accept him. I didn't want to change my life. Satan had a lock on me. But the day that I chose to turn my life over to Jesus Christ, it's never been the same. Never been the same. And if you're here this morning, <laughs> there's people wondering out there when they see you happy and rejoicing, seeing you going to church on Sunday morning, Wednesday night. And they know that you're going through some hard times, sickness and all of that. But they still see you keep on moving and moving on and moving on. It makes them wonder, what makes that man so happy? I like to tell them sometimes, I'll tell you why it makes me happy. Because God is still in control. And whatever happens today, God will still be God tomorrow. Still be God tomorrow. And I'm about to close here. I'll finally get down here, Lay. He said, For by hath the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the world were framed by the Word of God. Do we understand that this morning? So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel 